0: Hi, this is Know What I Heard. I'm Jamie, and this episode is all about bullying, which is a massive problem in this country. One in three children are affected by bullying in school, which is astounding. That's not an okay stat. That is way too many kids being impacted by something that is not necessary. So bullying is defined as the distinctive pattern of repeatedly and deliberately harming and humiliating others, specifically ones who are more vulnerable than the bully. There are four different types of bullying. The first is physical bullying, um, which of course is, is fighting, hazing, threatening, spitting, spilling things on people, pulling hair, emotional bullying... Which would be like spreading rumors, ignoring people, or giving them the silent treatment, or making fun of them. Um, there's verbal bullying, which uses, you know name calling, using derogatory terms, taunting, mocking, um, or making inappropriate sexual comments. And then the final one is cyberbullying, which is harassment and bullying through texts, emails, chat rooms, blogs, and social networks. So in this episode, my friend Jamie joins me to discuss his experience being bullied. Unfortunately, he was severely bullied growing up, and it's not something that he talks about often, um, but was, was open to sharing his experience in hopes of helping some other parents or other people who are experiencing bullying and don't know how to handle it. I also want to apologize for my puppy, Georgia, who makes an appearance throughout this episode. She really, really wanted to be a part of it. Um, so here's what Jamie had to say. So this episode is about bullying, which unfortunately you have a lot of experience with. Um, so did you want to share what you went through?
1: Sure. Yeah. Um So growing up, I had lots of bullies, probably starting at fourth or fifth grade on up through most of high school, because being different is unacceptable, and so is being small. You know, kids can be mean. I don't know. I think I noticed at a pretty early age that I was different from everyone else, and, you know, at first I think I was just comfortable with it until the bullying started. So then I had something to think about constantly, and that kind of, you know, tends to eat away at your self-worth and your self-esteem and your confidence and everything else. So, you know, as time progressed, I would say it got a little bit worse because I was hurt more by it over time.
0: What were, I guess, what, what were some of the reasons you think you were singled out?
1: Um... I'm just a little weirdo you know I knew I was a weirdo and I thought that that was okay but you know I I guess whenever you're dealing with a bunch of kids that are developing and you know social interactions are developing differently it's not okay so to speak to be strange it's it's more of a it puts more of a target on you for people to single you out and to make you feel like you are there's something wrong with you or that you're wrong or, you know, still to this day, I'm weird, but I like that.
0: Everybody's weird.
1: I like to make other people uncomfortable with my weirdness. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so that, that was a pretty early, early stage in life. Like I said, probably fourth or fifth grade is when I re- started to understand that I was just different than everybody. And I was always small and that didn't help. But when you start hitting fourth and fifth grade and you stay the size of a (laughs) third grader or whatever, and everybody else is going through puberty and turning into grown adult-sized children, (laughs) that's when it really started to become kind of a physical thing, is that's when, like, the really hard, like, picking on, and, well, picking on is really a stupid term. It's worse than that. It's abuse. Yeah. I mean, let's call it what it is. It's abuse. Yeah. Um... So junior high, you know, kids pushing and the classic 80s and 90s bullshit of noogies and swirlies and wedgies and, you know, tripping and knocking your, you know, I've, yeah. a lot of times I felt like I was in the late 80s, early 90s, yeah. you know, drama. and Swirlies. Yeah. <laughs> I swear,
0: like, I really wish I could find who.
1: Whose idea was yeah, that? Yeah,
0: like, who was the first asshole that was like, you know what?
1: So, yeah, junior high was probably when it it started to become both physical and verbal, so it's, you know, sort of a double whammy at that point, because you're not only getting, you know, beaten on physically, but you have the added harm of just constant, you know, people telling you you're a piece of shit, basically, you know, because you're weird or different or small or whatever it was, I was it, so there's other kids that have gone through that just just as well, you know. Oh
0: yeah, but that doesn't make it easier or okay. No,
1: for sure. But yeah, lots of lots of physical stuff just again just almost cliched stuff. It's like are you doing all of your bully research through
0: Wikipedia? Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Google wasn't a thing, but if it was, yeah. I'm sure that's where you would have gone for right. that info. Jesus.
0: So whenever you were like, experiencing this? Were you ever... Like, did you feel comfortable reaching out to any of the adults, like, teachers or your parents or school staff?
1: You know, I kind of got it from both ends, unfortunately. Um, I had a lot of problems at home as well. Not, you know, not to take away from anything my parents ever did for me, but my parents had their own issues and I do believe that they did the best that they could with what they had. And not only you know, the physical stuff, but, you know, all of their own emotional stuff and, you know, the history behind all of that, you know, like, I'm sure they didn't have anyone teaching them about bullies when they were kids, but I went through counseling at school and, you know, because I was the one with behavioral problems, you know, because it does, it causes kids to act a certain way, whether it be lashing out or completely losing interest in school or being generally depressed and downtrodden and sad and, you know, in a noticeable way, not like a, a under-the-radar way, but an outward, you can see it. Right. You can with me, anyway. It's not that way with everybody. Some people are a little bit better at hiding it, but I've always, ever since I was a kid, been one to sort of wear my heart on my sleeve a lot of times. So, um, yeah, you know, there was, I went through a few counselors at school and, you know, anger issues or frustration issues, but it was almost like either I wasn't expressing myself in a way that they understood what was going on, or they just didn't get it. And, you know, as I progressed into high school, I mean, a lot of times some of the teachers were the ones picking as well, you know, because... If you're in a position of leadership over children, you should pick on them. You know, single them out in front of their peers.
0: When we were growing up, bullying was just kind of considered part of growing up. It was just like what happened, it wasn't a big deal, it'll make you stronger, whatever thinking was behind it. And it really was just kind of brushed off, unless, you know, a kid, like, got their arm broken, or...
1: It would have to be an extreme circumstance for anyone to actually
0: act. Yeah, it's like, boys fight, and girls, you know, spread rumors, and that's just part of growing up. That's one good thing about technology, is there's a lot more awareness about it but then Mm -hmm. that's also one of the very bad things about bullying is it's brought on this whole new like genre of bullying where you can just have one mistake or one moment in time that is just captured forever and if anyone can see it and it's just like become this just this overwhelming issue
1: for everybody and it's almost as if it's not even considered because it's not, like, a physical face-to-face interaction, it's not even considered, like, bullying or, you know, abusive behavior. It's just accepted as part of, you know, who we are as a society. And right. it's just like, what what is wrong with you people? Yeah. I mean, what are you doing?
0: Yeah. It's fucked up. So, I guess, like, kind of, as, as far as the types of, like, bullying that you experienced, do you feel like it was mostly verbal or physical? Uh,
1: honestly, it was it, it was kind of a... F- split, more or less. I mean, coming from so many different angles, I guess, the majority of kids are going to bully you through being verbal, at least in my experience, but you're going to have, like, the few that are the bullies Mm -hmm. that are going to knock you down, and they're going to just find a reason to hit you or push you or, you know, physically make contact with you for whatever their reasoning is, right. you know. I think the whole peers kind of falling in line with what peers are doing thing, you know, I would say generally speaking the majority was probably just people flapping their gums, but you know, like I said there's there were there were always a few that were ballsy enough to take it to a physical level. Right it was a daily thing it's not like i really got a break from it yeah you know my break was to go home and go to my room and be by myself or hang out with my dogs in the dog pen (laughs) you know you know i had things stolen from me i had kids just beat on me knock my food out of my you know out of my hand at lunch or trip me and push me down or i had a couple kids try to stomp one of my cats at my house once which did not go well for them because my dad caught them in the act yeah that, that, that wasn't a good thing for them clothes ripped you know just stupid shit yeah just why because i like the cowboys you're gonna rip my friggin jersey that my parents had to work their asses off to be able to afford something like that for me when we're dirt-ass poor and you're going to throw something on it to stain it or or try to rip it. You know, come on, dude. What's your problem?
0: <laughs> so then I guess as far as, like, the bullying went, I know that it, it got better as you got older. So what changed that helped stop the, the bullying for you? Um,
1: I, again, was very, very small, so that had its own contribution to my self-esteem. And my own confidence and how I felt about myself. So um, as I got into high school and I'm four foot nine and 80, 85 pounds to take my driver's test, um, you know, my my mom kind of realized that there was an issue that needed to be addressed. So I I got tested for uh, growth hormone deficiency and it came back that I had peaked at four nine and 85 pounds and that I just wasn't going to grow anymore. So we kind of moved forward with hormone therapy, and I had to learn how to give my own injections, and I started to grow, and at the same time all of this is going on, my folks thought it was a good idea for me to go into martial arts. Not only to learn how to defend myself, but to have the confidence in myself to not necessarily feel like I needed to fight anyone. It's, I, I think it's good to know that you can physically handle yourself if need be, but 95% of the time, you know, you're going to strive to not because you have the knowledge, you know. I think an, an old adage that you hear a lot is, you know, violence isn't the answer when it comes to bullying. And my heart wants to agree with that, but it's just not true. It's not. You have to sort of meet the violence with your own form of violence. And, you know, I'm not saying that it's 100% the answer and go out and kick every bully's ass that you can find, not saying that, but having the ability and uh, knowledge to defend yourself and others, you know, if you see somebody that is getting bullied or picked on and you stand up for them, there's a chance it's going to get physical. You should be able to eliminate that threat, you know, so right. to speak. You know, as I grew and as I progressed um, through martial arts and sort of started understanding that. I was eliminating the fear because the, the the fear of the physical conflict is, is overwhelming when you know that there's absolutely nothing you can do about it. It's it was I was so small and compared to these kids that are peaking at the same age that I am absolutely not even growing is basically a child versus an adult. If in a physical manner, it just is, mm-hmm. and you know. So as I grew and Progressed through martial arts, I started to gain a lot of confidence in myself because I was very competitive and I won tournaments a lot because that's just what I wanted to do. I had a chip on my shoulder, I wanted to prove that I was just as good as anybody else or better. Even though I was, you know, advancing through martial arts, I was still fairly small for quite a while, but I sort of learned how to play that to my advantage because you have your opponent looking at this small statured person thinking oh here's a pushover and oh shit it's a honey badger run <laughs> it it changes that quickly right you know you know confidence is key as as well as ability i mean you have to have the confidence to stand up for yourself and other people um the physical part is just eliminating the fear of getting beaten up you know it just is yeah once you're not afraid of that, and you know that you can dish it out just as well as, as take it, 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 things change. Yeah. There was a night and day difference, both literally and figuratively, with me in high school where I woke up one day a different person. I felt different. I My attitude was different. My perception of things was different. And that was kind of a day that changed for me because the same bullshit started happening with these same two kids that that gave me shit all the time and were physically abusive to me and I just had had enough at that point to where it was go time when it happened. And once a group of people sees kid on the hallways getting picked on and pushed around and nobody gives two shits about it, to seeing that kid beat the living shit out of two kids that have been that child's bane for a while, you know, everything kinda of stopped. Right. I really didn't have any problems after that. You know, I didn't, I still didn't have any friends. Nobody, you know, it, it, but the the picking at me and, you know, it almost stopped completely overnight. Really? I mean, once in a while, somebody would have something to say and I would have something to say back and that would be about all that happened. It was no longer somebody had something to say and I hung my head down and kept, kept on walking for fear that it was going to get worse. I wasn't right. afraid of them anymore. You
0: know? I mean, I can't imagine what emotionally spending years just every day going to school, having to always look over your shoulder and just just waiting just every day for it to start, just knowing it was going to come, just how anxious and I, I just can't imagine how hard that must have been. And then when like in a day that turns and your confidence just gets to start like building and growing and like, I just can't imagine what that transformation was. Yeah,
1: it was uh, It was refreshing and good enough for me just to be left alone. I didn't really, you know, at that point, I didn't really care if anyone wanted to be my friend. I had my my couple of friends that I had had since I was five years old, and that was it. And I this is a small school. I had 30 people in my graduating class. I have zero contact with any of these people today. Like, I just whatever
0: yeah it's just <laughs> you know? kind of a matter of like just let's get to graduation get yeah. the fuck out of here yeah
1: i didn't and... sit back down with my class when i graduated i took my diploma and i walked out of the gym
0: yeah
1: unfortunately that doesn't get to be everyone's ugh, for lack of a better term success story i wouldn't necessarily refer to it as a success story but you know being able to change that that about my life i think is is a success in a lot of ways. Um, Some kids aren't as fortunate.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think that, like, there's just kind of this misconception that it's like, okay, well, middle school and high school are rough. You're out of high school now. That's the end of it. It's like, no. You have long-term emotional damage when you've been abused for years, which is exactly what that was. It wasn't, you know, pick on, like you said, it was abuse. And that sticks with you as far as like your confidence and being able to trust people. And, you know, unfortunately for a lot of people too, it's like high school might've been rough, but you're going to go to college and you're probably going to have assholes picking on you there. You know, bullies are at work. They're they're everywhere.
1: Like they are. Even, even there's. There are still bullies in the adult world. Um. You know. We usually lovingly refer to them as the assholes at right. work. But it's you know it's because they didn't have somebody smack them in the face with their bullshit and say enough's enough.
0: Right.
1: Quit being a douche. You know. It's and it is a misconception that that things change after high school because. The misconception is overlooking the fact that this foundation has been built with this kid. And it is not a strong foundation for anything that would promote positivity in that person's life. It's, you've built a kid that is downtrodden and uncertain and scared. And, you know, it's really a kind of a cause and effect thing when you have you know, a story like mine where I kind of was able to pull myself out of that in a lot of ways, but you have kids like some of these historic school shootings, you know, the the two kids from Columbine are kids that, that whole situation was horrifying and terrible, but I understand their experience and that's a road that can, you can easily be led down because you're constantly getting abused. Right. And you're going to break one way or another.
0: Right. Or turn to alcohol and drugs. Absolutely. And, you know, or, you know, suicide. There are, yeah, a lot of paths that can be taken and it's really sad. You know, and then you also have like the bullies that might grow up to be a dad and they're teaching their boys or, you know, whatever to be Mm -hmm. just assholes just like they were. And it's just like these cycles have to break. Yeah. Somewhere, which is what you're doing, I know, like with your kids for I'm sure.
1: trying really hard anyway. <laughs> you know.
0: Do you want to talk about that a little bit? Like I guess like what what advice would you have for parents or like what how are you handling like bullying when you're talking to your um son?
1: You know, I I haven't had to delve too deeply into it. Um, You know, my eldest is 9 going on 10. Shit's about to start for him, unfortunately. Um, I've seen some things, you know, he is different as I was different. He's small as I was small, but he's also a completely different spirit than I was. He has been raised in a completely different environment at home as far as the things that I've seen and experienced at home versus what he has is just worlds apart. So um, we'll see what happens with him. But, you know, anytime he's had any issues at school or on the bus or anything, I want to be right there to be talking him through it. I always encourage him like you need if, if somebody's giving you or someone else a hard time, you tell somebody about it. That stuff needs to be brought to someone of authority's attention. Mm-hmm. So far, the school that he's in, we've had wonderful experiences with all the faculty. The faculty loves him and knows him by name, and he hugs everyone. He's also of the heart setting that he will speak up for somebody else without even thinking about the own consequences that it might cause him. Right. And then you know, I've told him not, don't, don't be afraid. Don't if somebody hits you, somebody hits you. Big deal. You're going to prevent that person from hitting the kid that you're sticking up for. You can take it and come home and we'll talk about it and we'll talk about strategies to hopefully prevent that or handle it if it comes around again. He also knows that if he's put in a situation that is a physical confrontation, you know, that he's going to get into trouble at school or, you know, wherever, but at home, that's not the case. Right. I could really give a rat's ass what school policy is. If somebody puts their hands on you, kid, you can defend yourself. You're allowed to do that. Right. And the same goes with any of your friends or peers. If somebody is putting their hands on them and you put a stop to it, we're going out for ice cream. Because that's the <laughs> right thing to do. Right. You know, it is. Yeah. Policy is ignorant these days. Yeah. You know, it, it, the kid that ends up sticking up for themselves or someone else it, it tends to get into more trouble than the, the kid that's bullying yeah. others.
0: I mean, it's like, God forbid someone not just lay there in a ball and get kicked in the stomach, you know, and right. cause, like, serious damage. Like, yeah, I don't
1: understand right. that. Right, and mindset. then the kid that's laying on the ground in the ball is in trouble because he didn't have a friggin' hall pass. Right. You know, oh, well, you shouldn't have been there. Yeah. Yeah, well, you shouldn't be working for a school. <laughs> but, you know, I'm I'm going to continue to, and I've, I've shared with James on more than one occasion, you know, not in great detail, because I don't, I don't want him to, I guess, feel badly for my childhood or whatever for me. That's not, that, that should never be on him, but I definitely keep reminding him that, you know, your dad got picked on, and your dad got bullied, and people were very, very mean to me, you know, and he understands that, and that's, I like to kind of reflect that to him if I feel like he's not Taking somebody else's feelings or situation into consideration, you know, that if I witness it, you know, I'm just like, dude, you know, we don't know what's going on with them, so maybe right. offer some kind words or go play with them or, yeah, you know, you guys go eat popsicles or something together, you know, just, just watch each other's backs.
0: Yeah, or also that if, like, if something did happen with him that he knows that he can come to you mm-hmm. and it's not going to be just why didn't you kick the shit out of him? You know, or or like kind of just brush it off like it's, it's no big deal. I'm sure that stops a lot of kids, you know, from talking to adults.
1: Yeah. I mean, I was always told, and I can still hear my dad saying it, like, don't start a fight, but you damn well better finish it. That's easy to say as a parent, and that's easy to say when you're a Vietnam combat veteran. When you've... Seen some shit that most generations have not. It's easy to say something like that, but to expect a kid to understand that without having the support first is it doesn't work. Right. You can't just go tell a, a, a beaten down kid to go kick somebody's ass. It's not. It's just not going to happen. They're going to go get the shit beat out of them, and it's going to get worse for them, not only physically but emotionally. Right. Just you have to. Uh, I think my advice, if I was going to give advice to parents, is, you know, pay attention to your kids, listen to them, talk with them every day after school or any any activity outside the home. Talk to your kid about their day every single day in detail, not like, oh, how was your day? Good? Cool. See you, you know, when you're done with your tablet, because that's never,
0: they're right. never done
1: with their tablet. Yeah. <laughs> um, on top of that, you know, being willing to listen and, and talk to your kids um, about whatever. It doesn't matter. Just having that relationship is so important. Figure out what your kid's interested in and nurture those things. You know, build the confidence, build the self esteem. I'm i very fond of martial arts. I think most kids should give it a try because of the respect for others that it teaches. Um, I think it's a good bully eliminator as well. I mean, there's going to be bullies in martial arts, but they do not last very long. <laughs> I know that from experience. I will promote martial arts and as like a combatant to bullying forever because yeah. that's my experience, you know. Um, but it doesn't have to be martial arts. It can be anything, anything they're interested in. Just build that, nurture that. Help them be confident in whatever it is that they're interested in and be confident in themselves. And that's going to eliminate a lot of it because if you don't give a shit what somebody is saying about you, a lot of times they just stop bothering. If they don't get a reaction from you, then what's the point? You know, it's only when it comes to the physical stuff that, that something like that, then you have to, to figure out something else. But building that confidence and, and building love and respect for others is super, super important for kids.
0: Yeah. And just, I think, you know, encouraging a kid, you know, you grew up playing football and your kid doesn't like football. Instead of pushing it on them, support that they like drama or that they're a mathlete or whatever, like. Support yeah. whatever they enjoy and whatever they're good at. Let them become confident and enjoy what
1: mm-hmm.
0: what they like and feel good about. So, you
1: know, a a, a good example of that is like a, a lot of like typical like overly masculine dudes that they, you know they grew up hard and tough and played all all of the contact sports and you know they have a kid that wants to play chess. Let's say. <laughs> I, like, right. I
0: like it. I like it.
1: There's some irony there. <laughs> yeah because all of those really physical sports and oh, I don't know war in general, probably the the worst of the worst things as an example, are all based on strategy and chess is something where you have to be thinking very far ahead, right and be you know it's all strategy and it's like they don't realize that they think that it's just like beating things over the head with a rock is Mm -hmm. how you you do things and it's just not
0: yeah and that takes you so far in life (laughs) yes you know what i mean like there's careers for tackling people or you know your kid could be an engineer or Mm -hmm. a scientist god forbid be successful
1: i I've really gotten some joy out of some stories over the last few years, specifically in like the NFL where you have these young, immensely talented players that will play for like three or four years and be like, nah, I'm done. yeah, and everybody you know in the fan world and in the sports world is super pissed off at them and the, to me, I'm thinking like that's really awesome because they went they made a fortune and now they're going to go back and instead of risking you know permanent injury CTE who is you know which is not just an injury it's a that's that's a life changer that changes oh, yeah. the whole person you're not risking that anymore you 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 went and you you rolled the dice on it you're, you did great and you collected a lot of money and now you're going to go back and you know be with your family and go back and pursue the career path that you were in, you know, you're studying in college right. and things like that. Like, that makes me happy.
0: Like, yeah, I think that's really Do relative. I miss
1: watching them play? Of course. I'm, I, I love sports, but I respect it more that they're like, yep, got my money. I'm getting yeah, out.
0: My family's good. Right. And I won't commit suicide in 10 years because...
1: Or kill my family. Right. We've had it all happen. Yeah, and it's I mean, just it's... like, oh, we'll throw more money at it. Mm-hmm. It's fine.
0: I mean, with wrestlers and just, you know, football players, everything. It's like, yeah, okay. Um,
1: Not to get off on a tangent. That's uh, all. It's all connected.
0: No, it is. <laughs> Tangents allowed.
1: I should be better about taking notes.
0: It's all good. But, it's just a conversation. Uh, it
1: is. It is. And it's, it, a, it's an important and good conversation to have, especially if there's anyone listening to this that doesn't have this experience or is, is noticing differences in their kids. Yeah. You know, that's really kind of my motivation because other than that, I'd be nervous as hell and not really <laughs> able yeah. to talk much, you know?
0: Well, and I think that this episode, like, I haven't done many. Like, this is new, but this is, like, by far the one that I think everybody, I hope, listens to so far. Because every kid and even a lot of adults in some way or another are dealing with bullying, mm-hmm. either being bullied or bullying or just witnessing it every day and maybe not knowing how to handle it or seeing friends get picked on. But I mean, we've all got kids or, you know, I've got 10 nieces and nephews and like your kids, I adore, like I worry about all of them and people have grandkids and neighbors and whatever. And it's like, if we can all just pay attention and be aware of their behavior and just pay a little bit more attention to what's going on, then maybe you can pick up if, you know, something's going on or talk to the school about starting programs, whatever it might be. Like, there's, it's a huge problem. I think we all can play a role in stopping it. And, you know, one thing that I did read was that a lot of things that are showing the most kind of having the biggest impact on stopping bullying in schools is when the actual students are creating programs and standing up and saying like, as the students, we're not cool with bullying versus yeah. the guidance counselor, like guys bullying. I was like, you know, you're like, whatever. Okay. Let's just get back right. to class. Uh, but when the students are actually standing up and saying like, we're not going to allow for this. Like we're going to stop it when we see it, that that's having like a really big impact.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And
0: so I think that like, Maybe people talk to their kids about possibly starting a group or going to your kids' schools and talking to the administration about starting groups where kids have a safe place to go where they can talk about it. And I don't know. So that's just kind of one thing that I saw. And
1: Yeah, I'd say, you know, as a parent, some things to, to look for. Um <sighs> And it's hard for me to pinpoint because it is my experience, so trying to analyze yourself from the outside is a little bit difficult, but I would say some of the things that I went through, you know, that parents could look for in their own kids is just, you know, if your kid is spending all of their time by themselves, um, they don't want to go hang out with their friends, they're just kind of, they seem sad or off to you, trust your parental instincts, they're there for a reason. Right. You know, talk to, if your kid does have any close friends, talk to your kid's friends and say, hey, I've noticed, you know, little Billy is acting a little bit differently. And have you noticed anything? Is there anything going on at school? Are you guys okay? Like, do you know anything? Right. Um, Loss of interest in things that they would normally be super into. Some might say sleeping a lot, but I think that depends on the age you know, As yeah. we all know, puberty just makes you sleep and eat yeah. I mean, and just I can, rage.
0: I can still sleep pretty late on a Saturday <sighs> if I need to. The
1: envy that's building up inside me right now.
0: It doesn't happen often. I kind of did some research on some signs to watch for just that might indicate that somebody is being bullied. So if you notice that, a, I keep saying kid, but just a person, I guess, sure. um, is maybe feeling more depressed or anxious or seem angry or stressed out and that they might have for a student excessive drop in like school performance or just attendance, not wanting to go to school. Um, That's a huge, huge indicator. Also, if you notice any just injuries that, you know, you can't really pinpoint where they came from or if they're trying to hide them if they've got lost or damaged clothing, which is one thing that you mentioned, yep. um, changes in eating habits, um, if they're hurting themselves, obviously, obviously like suicide, you know, becomes a factor or if they've, they're becoming like overly apologetic. Those are just kind of some signs to watch for that just changes in behavior. Mm-hmm.
1: Another would be, you know, if they're just coming home and Everything you do makes them rage out, like as a parent to a kid. Like, mm-hmm. that's not your kid being an asshole just to be an asshole. That's your kid expressing all of the negative energy that has built up over the course of at least that day. You know, it's yeah. coming out and it's coming out with you because your kid is comfortable with you. Right. You know, it can't come out at school because, you know, they'll get sent home. Right. Or
0: they'll get in trouble or whatever. get beat up even more.
1: Get your name on the board with a check mark. Jesus. Miss recess.
0: And, I mean, this is, like, obviously, if, if you want your kid to be a bully, then just go ahead and fuck right off. Um, <laughs> but some signs of your kids possibly being a bully, it's yep. just as important to watch for that. Um, if you notice them getting into fights or getting in trouble, maybe at school, becoming more and more aggressive, or having friends that you obviously know are bullies, they're probably going to fall right into that behavior, too. So watch mm-hmm. for those, too. Nobody wants their kid to be a dick. If you do, just piss off.
1: We know you're out there.
0: Yeah. Fuckers. (laughs) And then there's, like, a lot of misconceptions, too, just about bullying. And you touched on this, that bullying only happens in big schools.
1: Yeah. Like. It's real, real small school, I would say, is just as bad, if not worse, because you can't get lost in a small school. Yeah.
0: I mean, it's it's easy to, to pick kids out and single them out in a small school
1: everybody knows everybody yeah and your name makes a huge difference you yeah know, much much bigger difference than it would at a larger school but it's everywhere
0: yeah everybody knows everybody's family business and your social status and what your parents do and
1: which you know. can be a contributing factor because it i know for a fact that it was with me because one of the bullies that i beat the shit out of his dad I know this is a stretch, but it is all connected. His dad grew up in the same area as my dad. It's all tiny ass town and had a thing for my mom back in the day. All right. So it's like, hey, old man, grow the fuck up and quit (laughs) raising your kid to pick on me because you've got some vendetta against my parents. Dumbass. Wow. That's real. Right. No, that's crazy to me. I'm like, just thinking about it. Makes me want to go beat up my bully's dad, <laughs> who's probably in his 70s. Oh, I'll
0: do it. I got you.
1: All right. Let's, Just, do, this. let's do this. We got to go. Yeah. We got shit to do.
0: Yeah. We're going to finish this podcast. We're going to roll out. <laughs> <laughs> um, there's also the misconception that bullies are only boys. Yeah. Nope. Girls are dicks.
1: Yep. My sister went through it.
0: And it's, I mean, I, and I think girls can be, it, it may be less physical abuse, but man, girls can be rough with just rumors and um, just being nasty. And so, yeah, that is a huge misconception. So talk to, talk to girls too.
1: For sure. The transition for my sister from junior high to high school was really, really bad too, because as a freshman going in. My sister was an attractive girl. She was in modeling, she was in cheerleading, you know, so all of the older guys, as we know, because high school is a living cliche, are after <laughs> the younger girls, you know, so then the older girls are jealous and pissy mm-hmm. about that, and some of the really popular girls had it out for my sister and were super mean to her, until my sister decided, like, okay, this, this head of the pack is gonna be a bully, alright, cool and they ended up getting into an altercation well we'll call it that but really it was just my sister beating the living shit out of this oh. girl in front of all her friends Dang. which is I was the big a big time, time. Yeah. no it was at the arcade oh, out in the street at queen man. city Shoot. you know back when there was an arcade there man um yeah uh, and that stopped that but yeah girls girls do that shit too generally speaking it usually is verbal but my sister just nipped it in the bud by ending the whole thing like the girl wasn't gonna do anything to her and she she just beat the piss out of her and walked on and no one bothered my sister
0: anymore after that um there's a and we we've said this throughout the the episode so far but bullying is is a normal part of growing up nope telling you what hormones and just family stuff and growing up in general are hard enough yes bullying is not a normal part of that it can sure make it a hell of a lot worse but um definitely not something that is a rite of passage or you know will make you tough or whatever bullshit people tie into that it just is not true um bullies will go away if they're ignored maybe sometimes But I think that's the advice a lot of kids who are picked on get. Just ignore them. Don't let them get to you.
1: I think that parts of bullying will go away if they're ignored. It's the ones that ignoring them isn't enough. That's when it becomes physical. You can't ignore that because it's, you know, happening to you in a physical way. It's real. It's more real than just words. You can ignore words all day, but whenever they take it to the next level, that's that's when it changes for sure
0: yeah um and then the last one was that bullies are like only social outcasts which is not true a lot of times it's the quarterback and the football team and you know the popular kids like there's no set like guidelines for someone who can be a bully so
1: no i mean going back to my own experience and i think this may happen to a lot of kids i don't know but you can. It is possible to sort of fall in um, when you're trying to figure out how to stop bullying. You know, it it's possible to fall into the bullshit and act just like them, and it it draws, it takes the attention off of you. You know, um, I definitely remember doing that myself, and it's not anything that I'm very proud of at all. When you're trying to get the attention off you, you'll you'll point out other people's bullshit and start picking at them and being an asshole just because people are an asshole to you you know and it's not right and that's another thing i want to teach my kids is like don't do that (laughs) i was a dick that's the the funny thing about that is that i forget a lot of things (laughs) i have a terrible memory i forgot what i did earlier today and yesterday and that's cool but i don't forget when i am when i've done something to wrong someone else it's shit that sticks with me and always will, and I think that's important, and I think it, it, my head works that way for a reason, you know, that way I, at least I have that to say, yeah, let's not do it this way, right. Yeah. You know? but I can remember right. falling back on that and being like, you know, before I was confident enough to be, to just call people out on their bullshit and not be afraid of it, I, my solution was, okay, well, if I act like them, then maybe they'll leave me alone. Right. It's not necessarily the case either. You might get a laugh out of them one or two times a week. But they're still going to be dicks to you. They're still going to bully you. They're still going to pick on you. You know, being mean to others is not the answer either.
0: Right. Yeah, and I remember, I mean, I, I wouldn't have ever said I was a bully. But I'm sure I was not pleasant at times. And certainly saw my share of bullying. And I know that I... Probably stepped in a time or two, but for the most part, just watched it, you know? And just like you, my memory sucks, but I, there are times that I think back on something from school and it just makes my stomach drop. And I would give anything. Why did I do that? Yeah, I would give anything to go back and apologize or step in and stop it. And I think that that's another really important thing to talk to kids about is that.
1: Yeah you just don't know like are you the straw that broke the camel's back in that person's life at that at that right. juncture like did you make a difference for the good in their life or did you just push them down a whole other path that it, yeah. they can't come back from you know you, it it can be something insignificant like that, yeah. that that pushes people over the edge and i <laughs> i wish that i would have known when i was younger what i know now basically you yeah. know like wisdom's a hell of a thing and it comes with experience and yeah thinking back on that stuff anything that i did to anyone else like
0: mm. i mean it's like those five five minutes of acceptance or feeling like you were part of the in crowd or whatever right is it worth the 70 years you look back and have like significant regrets and not knowing like the impact that that Five minutes had on that person permanently. Like, mm-hmm. it's not worth it. And no, I know that. Like when you're growing up, you hear adults talk, and you're like, whatever. Right. Whatever. You're
1: stupid and old. Yeah, and you don't, you don't even know anything. Understand electronic mail.
0: Yeah, I don't. I don't either. Okay. Um, but you know, you just kind of roll your eyes at everything. But it's like, no, they have some good advice. Yeah. So i mean just maybe be honest with kids about your experience and yeah you know whether you're picked on whether you were a bully and you regret it and you don't want to see a kid go down that same path like whatever just be kind of an open book about it
1: you can be held accountable you know we're we're kind of holding ourselves accountable for what we did you know even though we weren't like the the big bad bullies you know In our moments of ignorance and and weakness, you know, we hold ourselves accountable, but sometimes somebody's got to stand up and hold the the bullies accountable, and that goes all the way from, you know, everything that we've talked about thus far to even into adulthood. Like, if you need to call somebody out, do it. Mm
0: -hmm. What are they going to do? Yeah.
1: They're going to give you a wedgie in front of everybody? (laughs) Probably not.
0: Well, I would. Try it. I'm I'm
1: not wearing any underwear. Good luck. (laughs) Damn it.
0: (laughs) Well, thank you for... I'm sorry that you dealt with bullying. I'm glad that you... Totally fine. ...are taking a different path with your kids and being very open about it. Mm -hmm. Um, But I really appreciate you taking the time to tell your story Mm. and... I think it's it's really important, so. Well, I appreciate
1: you. you letting me get it out there in a in a way that, you know, hopefully can benefit someone because it's not something I talk about a lot and I might view my whole experience a little differently than some. Like I you know, you and I've talked before about how I couldn't be who I am as a person without these bullshit experiences. Like I wouldn't have anything to go off of to kind of kind of go in the opposite direction, you know. So it's just good to have a platform to be able to share that experience, and hopefully, you know, if there is a parent out there that's that's listening um, to this and is you know seeing any signs in their kids, won't be afraid to do something about it. You know, encourage, you know, love. Gotta love your babies
0: well thank you for being on here yeah, i'm proud it. of you you're one of you. the most amazing people mm. that i know and i'm glad that everything got better and that path that your life took led to a much better place and you're raising three really good people so that gives me hope for the future too
1: well thank you for saying that yeah and cut yeah
0: <laughs> Jamie, thank you so much for joining me. I know that it wasn't easy to share your story and open up um, about those experiences, but I am so incredibly grateful. I think that it's going to help a lot of people. You are one of the kindest, smartest, funniest, most caring people that I know. And I am so incredibly grateful that uh, you are in my life. So thank you so much for so many reasons. I wanted to share some resources on bullying, so if you want to do some more research for yourself, maybe how to talk to your kids, maybe resources for your kids to look at, um, or just anyone. There's all kinds of different places to look, but these are just some that I wanted to share. So there's an organization called Beat Bullying. Um, which is a charity aimed at empowering young people to lead anti-bullying campaigns in their schools and communities. There's also an organization called the Bully Police Squad, uh, which educates parents, teachers, and children about bullying and its effects. Um, So there's resources for, for basically everyone. There's the Bystander Revolution, which offers advice about diffusing bullying situations. Um, It has videos from celebrities and experts and students about their experiences with bullying. There's the GRIN campaign, so G-R-I-N, which are campaigns primarily focused for the LGBTQ community. Um, It seeks to end discrimination, bullying, and harassment based on gender identity, sexual orientation and gender expression Um, there's also kid power which teaches children protection and um, personal safety skills geared to uh, both adults and children they have programs that are positive practical safe and age-appropriate there are also some great websites that are resources there's stopbullying.gov kidsagainstbullying.org and teensagainstbullying.org. So like I said, there's a lot of resources, um, great information for parents, friends, students, grandparents, whoever. But I really think that it is our responsibility to all get involved. Let's protect the young people in our lives and do what we can to create a safer, healthier, more loving environment for them. So thank you so much for listening. I don't wanna say I hope you enjoyed this episode. I hope you learned a lot from it and that it had an impact, but I do appreciate you listening. I appreciate your support. Please rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. Check out the Facebook page, Know What I Heard Podcast. I will also list the resources that I mentioned um, so you can find them on the Facebook page as well. So again, thank you for listening. Be good to each other. And until next time, hey, know what I heard?